welcome back to the Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and I'd like to thank you guys for tuning into another uh, episode. We always appreciate it when you guys tune in. Um, all right, well, we have a, uh, and I say this almost every uh, week, but uh, every episode's kind of special uh, in its own way, but this is a particularly special episode because uh, the person that we have on today um, has been kind of the, uh, the, the, the talk of the town around the DFW, especially a little bit closer to the uh, end of the Dallas Stars regulation season. But uh, I really just wanted to kind of sit down and chat with him for a bit. Um, you may have seen him recently um, in the third period of a Dallas Stars game against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. But uh, I didn't just want to talk to him uh, about his night uh, as an e-bug, but I wanted to get his uh, his full story. And I'm hoping that uh, he can he can share it with us. But anyway, uh, a very special guest I have on tonight. Uh, he's the e-bug of the uh, Dallas Stars. On the show, I have Tom Hodges. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Adam. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, you know, I reached out to you. Uh, it, it was kind of, uh, it might have been a day or two after, you know, the, the big night that you had. And uh, obviously, you, you were kind of busy around that time. And I know that a lot of people were trying to uh, get a hold of you and, and wanted to know what you had to say. But uh, I'm glad that we finally had a chance to kind of catch up. And um, yeah, I just, I really, really appreciate you coming on. But uh, I, you know, we will get to that evening or we will get to that night because I'm sure that there's uh, plenty of listeners that want to kind of know, you know, what that's about. But I'd like you to start off the uh, episode the same way that everybody else does. Okay. I want you to go back in time and I want you to tell us and tell the listeners how you were first interested or how you first got into the sport of hockey itself. Uh, not necessarily the first time that you stepped on the ice, but what was the thing that got you interested in the game uh, to where that was even uh, even a thought? Yeah, well, it's certainly, it's certainly going back a bit now, but, you know, it's a bit of an interesting story. I think, I mean, um, unlike most people who play either around here or play, um, in, in other parts of the world, you know, I, I don't come from a particularly, uh, hockey oriented background. I, I grew up in the United Kingdom and lived there for the first 11 and a half, 12 years of my life or so. And in that time, you know, the closest ice rink was, um, you know, close to an hour away. So it wasn't, wasn't something I had ever really seen, um, until we moved or until we came and visited the United States, there was a time when my dad was in like a transition period. His job was getting moved out here to the U S. Um, and he had moved out, but my mom and myself were still living back in the UK, um, until he could find a house and a place for us to live. So I remember we came out one time, I think, I mean, my first introduction to Texas was the middle of summer, um, <laughs> coming from, coming from England, where it was probably like 60 degrees, um, and then stepping off the plane into like 110 degree Texas heat. Um, it was a, a bit of a culture shock to me. So, um, you know, we, we came out here to, you know, basically look around, basically discover, um, you know, the, the new city we were going to be living in and just, I think randomly, or it was probably just the closest, uh, closest thing to do. Um, we went to Stonebriar Mall, um, uh, and you know, 
lots of lots of people now might not remember when there was an ice rink at uh, at Stonebriar, but there there was for for many many years there, um, and they're just randomly there happened to be a, a hockey game going on between. Uh, I think it was the Texas Aces and the Alliance Bulldogs mm-hmm. yeah. who haven't existed. Neither of neither team exists anymore, and <laughs> yeah, 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 hasn't done for quite quite a long time. But you know, I just immediately was fascinated by it. Growing up, I'd never really shown any real interest in sports at all. Um, so, I mean, you know, I in. I went to I went to a boarding school in England, but I was I was a day student at boarding school. Mm-hmm. But so the we went to school like six days a week, and but the last like three hours of every school day was like athletics. Mm-hmm. But it was only it was only one of like three. So it, part of the year we played rugby, part of the year we played soccer and football, and part of the year we played cricket. And I had never. Never really had a huge interest in in any of them, um, uh, and so when when I expressed an interest in in playing hockey or at least learning to skate because I'd never even been skating mm-hmm. up until this point, my uh, I think my dad jumped on it pretty hard. I think he was pretty excited to to finally have a son that was interested in in doing doing something other than watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I remember we came out for like probably like eight or nine days, and I think I I I, I skated like seven of those days. Yeah, like I was I was just so excited to like be on the ice and yeah, just for like the first time have something like a goal to strive for, at least sports oriented. But you know, I really I really committed to it it full on and you know we we went obviously went back to england for like six months before moving out here permanently mm-hmm. but in that time i took um all kinds of like skating lessons and skating certifications so that as soon as we moved out here um that i i could start playing straight away i think that's i think that's how my parents convinced me to come yeah so so when, when you when you end up back in the uk though are you telling your buddies like hey hockey like that i i saw hockey like this is what i'm getting into like uh was there anybody was there anybody you're trying to talk to because i could see some of them being like what did tom do on his trip to you now he's talking about <laughs> hockey he's skating like what, what what's going on here uh how, how, how did that work because obviously and it's good that you obviously took care of your skating uh before coming here but yeah. that's, uh, that that's another that's another story for another time but uh and then i do have to ask because you're you're you said that 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 rink was a little bit uh far away from you correct so you're up yeah. in the uk you're, you're up in the uk but in order to get that uh, skating certification. How far away are you? Are you having to go? Is, is it that rink? Yeah, it was an hour away. Driving about an hour every weekend, just for right. you, just for you to get your skating in. Yeah, yeah, wow. just for just just for the skating. So yeah, so mom, 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 mom and dad at this point are like, okay, how how into this are you? Are we really yeah. drive? Are we driving yeah. an hour here? Is this what's happening here? But it sounds like uh, uh, they supported you in your endeavor here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No, my my parents. Uh, uh, my parents both are and were the best, if that makes sense. One of them unfortunately has passed, and um, oh. but but yeah, no, they, they were unbelievably supportive of me, even in, even if I uh, I didn't always show a lot of uh, 
a lot of skill or a lot of talent for it when first started. So yeah, yeah, I can't thank them enough for that. But yeah, no, we were we were driving probably about an hour every weekend to go go just just for the skating lessons. Yeah. So so at that point you're committed to it. Um, but I kind of want to take this now to the next direction where, you know, cause we were talking about obviously your parents being huge supporters, but, um, I'm assuming that once you move to the States, you make another decision that, you know, and I played goalie a little bit growing up as well, but you made another decision that obviously parents are a little bit like, Oh, here we go again. But you made the decision to start playing hockey and then to play goalie, which, you know, I mean, and, and we want to, you want to, you want to talk about stressed out parents and I've talked about it on the show quite a bit. Yeah. You want to talk about stressing out parents, just have their kid play goalie. And uh, a lot of time there's some stresses involved with that. But, uh, you know, before we get to that, can you kind of talk about your transition? You're, you know, in Texas now, but now you're, you're, you're starting to, to play hockey. Um, where are you and kind of what does that look like? Yeah. So, um, essentially we moved out here permanently about five days before Christmas. So everything was sort of shut down for a little bit, but as soon as the Christmas break was over, um, I was right back at, uh, at Stonebriar Mall taking, taking hockey lessons there. Um, you know, my, my, <laughs> I think my Christmas gift my first year here was, uh, tickets to the stars game and my first pair of skates. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it was a good Christmas for sure. But yeah, so, I mean, initially, um, I was just taking, you know, the very, very basic hockey classes where you're, you're basically just in skates, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a windsuit and a, and a helmet and basically nothing, and nothing else. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was probably my life for like the first six months and then transitioned very slowly into the, the slightly more competitive where they, where it's a lot of practice, but then on the weekend, they play like a scrimmage against each other and, and, and whatnot. And then, and then eventually they just. You know, there, there just weren't um, many kids who wanted to play goalie, mm -hmm. and I, I had secretly wanted to play play goalie the whole time. Um, so I, I just I remember one day just going up and asking the coach. I was like, "Hey, on days when you don't have someone, can I just can I just play goalie?" Um, and you know, like you said, I don't think either of my parents were particularly enthused <laughs> by the idea at first. Um, I think they both wanted me to be like a forward or a defenseman or at least something where the finger couldn't be pointed directly at me. <laughs> someplace you can hide. Someplace you can hide. You need to be able to hide somewhere and you can't do it in the goalie position. Hide, yeah, hide in the crown just a little bit more. I mean, and I get it. Like growing up, like I said, I wasn't a particularly athletic kid. So yeah. Yeah. Um, they, were, they, they probably had, they probably had, um, they're right to be concerned <laughs> at least the first couple of years there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know, I know it freaked my mom out no end and she would, <laughs> she would come to the games, but then wouldn't like watch them. Oh yeah. <laughs> she like goes shot or something. So, so it's like, I'm, I'm here to support you, but I can't watch this. <laughs> Yeah, just 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 the tension, um, you know, obviously with me, uh, a manager at the uh, Mansfield Star Center and, you know, work a lot of the the youth tournaments, the Taha tournaments or the DSDHL tournaments, whatever you'd like to call them. But it's one of those things I've talked about it before. I can always spot the goalie parents and anybody that really knows the game, I guarantee you, I can find your goalie parents 
Um, it, it, it is tough. And there's just like, they're either, said, they're either standing right behind the glass or they're sweating bullets. Huh? Yeah. And there's also, there's also a lot of pacing. I've always thought about maybe putting in like a little bit of extra rubber, just kind of behind <laughs> the net so that the, the pacing yeah. goalie parents can kind of at least get, uh, I don't know, at least they don't wear through the rubber, but it, it's an interesting position. But one thing, if we can go back a little bit that, um, when I have people that have, uh, played the goalie position a long time, one thing I like to talk about is, uh, just the need to learn how to skate well before you start playing that position. And that there really is something to that. I think sometimes um, parents can kind of see their kids, uh, you know, uh, wanting to play that goaltender position, uh, you know, a little bit too early. And I feel like they just stick them in there before they can kind of get their skating, you know, uh, where it needs to be. But I, I thought it was good when you were talking about, you know, going through uh, the, the skating parts of it kind of before, you made that decision, which I thought was smart. So do you think that obviously, you know, learning how to become a proficient skater helped you in your goaltending? I'm going to, going to assume yes, but uh, sometimes it's good to kind of uh, get these answers from people that have been playing for a while and ended up pretty good. For sure. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, even with doing like that full year of skating and everything, my skating probably wasn't, when I first started, wasn't right where it should have been to, to be playing that position. You know, they they always say that the, the goalie should be the best skater on the team. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that. But, you know, my first few years in net, that certainly wasn't the truth. Um, for me, at least, um, you know, it, it really kind of stood out when I, I w was kind of coaching. Um, I was probably like 18, 19 and coaching with the, the Stars summer camps. Mm -hmm. And they, they were doing... Um, you know, it wasn't goalie specific. I was doing like player camps and they were doing all these edge transitions and like edge work, two foot stops. And they're like, Hey Tom, can you uh, demonstrate this? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not sure if I understand. <laughs> you know, it's been a very long time as a goalie since I had to use my outside edges. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We never <laughs> use them. So, you know, it, it occurred to me at, at like 18, 19, I was like, well, this some things I, I, I can't do that I, I should probably work on. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, going back to your point, I, I completely believe that the best goalies, generally speaking, are the, are the ones that are, are very, very good skaters first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, yeah, just, and even, even your micro movements and needing to kind of play on your edges, like you said, you don't use your outside edges a lot. You're just, yeah. but you're still constantly, uh, constantly on your edges there, which is good. But, uh, I'm just going to use that as another goalie that has once again said that yes, uh, skating is important if you would like to play the position. So don't just stick yourself in there. It's still good, uh, to become proficient at skating. Uh, but anyway, so Tom, I'm, I'm going to use well, that. I mean, on that point, I so often see parents that just notice their kids aren't good skaters and they're like, oh, let's throw them in net. I was like, uh -huh, yeah, yeah. it's not a great idea. Like they still have to move, but they're even more like they're smaller and even more specific movement. So it's yeah. like, it's even harder, you know? So. Well, it, well, it's like, but there's like, there's two, there's two trains of thought here. It's like, oh, like he doesn't know how to skate. Let's throw him in net or, oh, like he doesn't know how to skate. Well, let, let's, let's still teach him how to skate. Let's not throw the, the baby out with the bathwater, the, whatever the saying is, but it's one of those sure. things to where at, at the end of the day, because in, at the, if you're younger, let's say you're a U10 or U12, you can kind of get away a little bit with maybe being a little bit bigger or being, you know, positionally sound. But when you get up and if you're trying to continue to play up into your older years, 
that's at the point where you really your your side to side movements all of that really comes from your skating um your ability to go challenge the shooter and then you know being able to to get back fast enough like all of that is is skating so it's just one of those things where you know you gotta 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 get some skating in as a goalie but uh so i want to kind of move on to where um Maybe you start getting a little bit more, uh, like you said, you, you were you were coaching uh, round 18, but can you kind of talk about when you started to uh, play a little bit more uh, competitively and then uh, what age is that um, and kind of where are you playing and maybe who are you playing for? Yeah, so I am initially, um, you know, I was just doing that house league um, stuff at Stonebriar. And then one night uh, my dad gets a phone call from... Uh, one of the uh, the the coaches over at the Texas Aces, one of his one of his goalies, I guess, abandoned ship last second, and he was just in need of someone. And they'd been they'd been given my name, and he just he invited me out to to come skate with the team, and in kind of like a um, <laughs> it wasn't mid season, but like an early season tryout, you know. Um, and you know, I I probably wasn't ready at that time. I was probably like. 12 and a half 13 i'd probably been playing goalie a little over six months mm -hmm. and um while it had been going okay i certainly wasn't uh, a proficient travel hockey goalie at that point so essentially what he did is he he basically brought me on as like a practice player for the year um we would pay like 20 percent of the the normal team fees but in return, you, unless the other goalies hurt, you're not playing. You know what I mean? Like you're a practice goalie for the first year, um, and then we'll look at getting you as a, a starter the next year or a, a sharing time the next year. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's basically what happened. I, I think I played a total of like three games all year with with that first aces team, and then moved on into a position the next year where I was probably. Probably the stronger of the two goalies on the team, and we just went from there. So, um, you, you know, it was it wasn't always it wasn't always a straight road, but I, I had people who took gambles on me, yep. um, and you know, I, it's it, it's all worked out in the long run. But um, it's well, and here and here's the thing too. At the end of the day, because I've seen this happen, you know, often, but. Sometimes, you know, maybe you're a goalie um, that, like you said, practice goalie. But before you were a practice goalie with that organization, the shots that you were getting were probably not going to end up making you a better goalie. So you take you 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 you, you, you take you take that one year of playing, you know, uh, you know, travel in an organization, you start seeing uh, some better shots. And then that kind of leads you to that next year of playing a, a little bit better. But there, there is something there is something to uh, just starting to get better shots, whether that's, uh, you know, practicing with older kids or whatever. There's those, there's a whole bunch of different scenarios that I've seen this happen. But there is something to goalies just facing more difficult, difficult shots and, and that allowing them to improve at a, at a faster rate, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you acclimate to the faster speed, right? Yeah. So, um I mean, the house league at Stonebriar wasn't age categorized. So it was like oh. everybody, yes, yeah, so it was like everybody like eight through 14 all playing against each other. Oh. So, they, 
there were maybe one or two kids that could, you know, shoot the puck, but then there were also some kids that took 15 minutes to just stick handled between the blue lines. Right. So yeah. it was, um, yeah, it was certainly great experience to get the opportunity to, uh, to be with a team where everybody could shoot, everybody could pass. Yeah. Um, everybody was a scoring threat and just seeing quality shot after quality shot it, you know, it made, it made a huge difference for sure. Uh, yeah. And it's funny, you're, you're talking about, you know, Strom, Stonebriar b- being that way in the past, but you know, that was before there, you know, is as much hockey down here as there is now. Cause if you, if you were to think about anybody or any place in the DFW, not having enough kids, it's like, well, that just doesn't happen anymore. There's so many people <laughs> playing hockey. So I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure you've seen it, you know, change drastically. Uh, just in your time down here from when you started to, you know, where you are now, which is a good thing, you know, especially if you're going to live down here and you're in uh, interested in hockey. For sure. There's a huge amount more kids, but what you've got to keep in mind is this wasn't even a star center. This was, this was a mall. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. for anybody who was like local to the area, they probably, they probably um, went to the star specific places like the Fresco star center, which already existed, the Plano star center. But, but for people who were just, just moving in anywhere that offered hockey was just the place to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, Hey, so I kind of want to take it. Uh, I want to fast forward a little bit and I want to talk about your kind of, uh, let's say you're ending your uh, travel career. So I don't know when that is a lot of times uh, for most people, it's like 18. Uh, but can yeah. you kind of, can you kind of talk about you kind of finishing that and did you continue to play or or did you take a break? Uh, yeah, so I took a break. I finished up my travel career, quote unquote, with the uh, the Dallas Penguins. I played eighteen U tier two there. Um, it was it was a pretty darn good team. Who was your coach, if you don't mind me asking? I always like to. Um, well, there was three. So the head coach, I think, was Lucas Reed. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Lucas. Yeah. Um, He's yeah, been on the pod before uh, his episode. Yeah. You can find it. Anyway, anytime somebody says one of somebody that's been on the pod before, I got to say, Oh, you can check it out, but I can't remember what episode it is. But yeah, Lucas Reed's been on. Uh, continues. Sorry to try to cut you off your tongue. Lucas, Lucas and I uh, still, still stay in touch every now and again. Um, there was, there was Lou Fritz. Okay. Who, who I haven't heard from in a while. I don't know if he still lives locally, but a, a really good guy. Um, and then there was Kelly Schleimer who has been with the um, the Penguins organization for a long time now and is just, just the greatest guy. Yes, so. yes, yes. Uh, Kelly has actually been on twice now. Um, I had him on kind of when the first, uh, when the podcast first got started. And uh, he, and I talk about this quite a bit, but the, his first episode with us was one of my favorite, just because when you want to talk about hockey knowledge and a guy that has been around the game for as long as he has. And I actually had him on a second time, uh, maybe just a couple months ago, but there's just something about him that I would, I would love to play for a guy like Kelly Clymer. Now he, he obviously runs like a lot of the USA uh, hockey coaches, seminars yeah. and stuff like that. He's, he's very well respected, but it's one of those to where, you know, obviously we met, I'm in my thirties now, but it's like, man, I would have, I would have loved to have played for you. Uh, and, and that's kind of that's kind of why I asked the question too, because I'm thinking like, all right, if you happen to have uh, you know skated with, with with Kelly Clymer, which I thought you know doing the 18U, but uh, just uh, what a guy! I mean, what a what a great yeah. hockey guy! Yeah, he's he's the greatest guy, man. I love him to death. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so you're you're you you finish up with the with the Penguins, but then you end up taking a break afterwards. Is that how it goes? 
Yeah, I probably took maybe a year, a year and a half off from hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were there were things going on in in my my personal life um, to where hockey was was no longer the the forefront. Um, you know, I I moved out. Um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, unfortunately, oh, and so there was just you know there was there were a lot of things just sort of circulating around and. Um, going to the rink wasn't, wasn't really my top priority there. But then when I looked at, uh, transferring colleges, cause my first two years or whatever it was, um, year and a half, I, I went to, to Colin college, but when I started looking at, uh, transferring and maybe transferring to a school that had like an ACHA program, mm-hmm. I um I got in contact with with a local goalie coach here, um just basically asking for lessons, um and uh, he um he was the the goalie coach for the the Allen Americans, and so it's just one of the another one of those weird coincidences where I was kind of like right place right time, um you know we did a few practices together and. We got along really well, and he seemed to like the way I played. And when one of his goalies needed a day off or was hurt or something, he he came up to me and was like, "Hey, do you want to you want to skate with the Americans? Why don't you come out and we'll see how things go?" Um, and so you know that's that's what I did, and it, it it ended up turning into to something a little bit different when one of their goalies was hurt kind of long-term and I went on the road with them for like probably a month. Oh, wow. With, yeah. With the team. Yeah. It, it was playing. I was with them. You know, it was so long that they ended up having to sign me to like a contract. Like it was that long. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you can't have an ebook for this long. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was like traveling with the team and basically got to live that life for, for a little bit and you know eventually um a, a real professional hockey player came came down and they told they told me that i wasn't needed anymore um which is totally which is totally fair and i don't mean to sound bitter about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um but um yeah so uh, eventually they did they didn't end up getting um another guy in and so how how, was, how how are they because i have to ask this though but how how are those guys treating you? I mean, they know obviously that hey, like you know, they know you from practice. They know that you're a good goalie. I mean, to play professional hockey in any as a goalie, you have to be in the top whatever percent of of goalies that are available at any point. The Americans have always been a good uh, CHL or ECHL team. But yeah. how 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 do they? I mean, is it one of those things where they can't come in and? Um, are they nice to you? Are they kind of dismissive of you? Are they, how does that work? Well, they're, they're awesome, man. They, they, they've always from day one treated me like a member of the team. Right. And whether, whether that means the good things or the bad things that come out, like I get <laughs> right. framed just as well, Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't want to be treated special. <laughs> yeah. So no, they're, they're, they're all awesome. And it's, it's a big family over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, the uh, the only thing where where it's a little different is I get last pick of bunk in the in the bus. <laughs> but, but other than that, no, like they they yeah. always treated me like a member of the family. But it, yeah. I I don't I don't know if there's ever been 
a group of guys that weren't just absolutely awesome. Yeah. 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 Ne ne never, never met anybody who wasn't super cool at that organization. So, you know, Marty, although, although he's, uh, not, not working for the club anymore, he always, always had a real knack for picking out some, some fantastic players. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, cause I was a big, uh, I'm from Tulsa originally. So it was always, a. Uh... Uh, Tulsa Euler fan lived down here obviously yeah. for quite some time now but it was one of those things where it's just like oh Alec Alan Americans again dang it because they were just always so good so it was one of those things yeah. where every time we had to face them it's like ah dang it you know what you know what they won four in a row and then my first year with the team was that fifth year when they didn't win it oh yeah and so I've been with them for like four or five years now and they haven't won one and I'm like oh man <laughs> really 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 want the guys to win one here but you know, they've come really close a couple times. And like I said, just every single team has been just a fantastic group of guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, that, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, that's a great story in itself. But then the story ends up, and I think we'll start kind of drifting into this. The story gets crazier from there. Uh, but I, 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 I kind of want to talk to you about um, how you, because I've had uh, Kenny Carroll has been on the podcast as well. And um, it was one of those to where when I had him on, I kind of talked to him a little bit about, how he kind of became an, an uh, emergency backup goalie. and uh, But he had mentioned that he, you know, shared that time with somebody named Tom Hodges. At that point, I did not know who you were. Uh, I just knew that you were the other person uh, that was the uh, e-bug at, at any point, and that you are, are the, at the, a lot of the games for that reason. Um, but can you kind of talk about how does that even start? Like, how do you go from being... Uh, just kind of a, a normal person, I'll say. You've had the experience with Allen Americans, but uh, how does that transition into doing that with the stars? Because that seems like the next level, obviously, and the last level. You can't go anywhere up from there. So how does that work? Yeah, so again, it's another one of those just very bizarre coincidences of right place, right time. But right as the Allen Americans got that other goalie in, and mm -hmm. basically cut me loose from my contract. Basically the same day they were looking for an emergency goalie for like the new rule. Uh, <laughs> <funny. laughs> and so the goalie coach is like, you are not going to believe this, but this, this guy, we, we basically like just, just let go. And he's, he's played a couple minutes in the, in the coast, um, and done, done. <laughs> Okay. So, so like he might be exactly what you're, what you're looking for. And, you know, every team does it a little bit differently. Um, some teams held tryouts. Um, some teams just went on like word of mouth or people they knew. And I just got, I got recommended for the, for the position. Um, I think just probably mainly on the fact that I did play that, that couple minutes in, in the coast league and was, was able to keep uh, a cool head on my shoulders and not freak out too much. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, you know, it's like probably, probably what they were looking for. And then as, as far as that goes, um, they, they kind of invited us out to skate with the team. And I would imagine if we'd shown up and just not been able to, <laughs> to compete at all and like completely outpaced, then, you know, we probably wouldn't have been invited back the next year. Yeah. Um, or who knows, maybe even cut right then on the spot, but you know, that, that didn't happen. So, um, 
I, I, I keep up decently well with the guys and, and try to try and stay in shape. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's just gone. It's just really escalated just like one step at a time until it got, it's just gotten to this like crazy bizarre world where the other night I, I played a, a period in the NHL, you know? So, yeah. And, 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 and before we get to that, cause I do want to get to that, but I, you know, I was kind of thinking about this as you were, you were saying this, but you know, you earned where you ended up in a way, because if you think about it, there's like little steps that people take in their careers. And this is not specific to hockey, but it's one sure. of those, like, you know, some people, you know, they're like, Oh, I can't believe that this person got here, got there. But, and sometimes you can't believe it yourself, but when you turn around and you look back on everything you've done, you can kind of see the steps that were made and it makes more sense to why you ended up where you ended up, you know, because sometimes you think about how did I, you know, I started off here and now I'm here, you know, but there's a lot of times that you don't take that self inventory of like, no, I did the things that got me <laughs> everything that every, all of these little like tiny steps ended up getting me into this situation here. And so it's well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the imposter syndrome hit, uh -huh, hit yeah. hard a few weeks ago. I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe this is, this is actually happening. And you know, there's a couple, there's a couple guys that from, from back when I played, you know, maybe when I was like 13, 14 and not very good, they just, you know, they think it's hilarious, you know, they, <laughs> they scored on me every day in practice and yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, you ended up where you were. I ended up, yeah, and doing doing what I do now. But you know, a lot of time has passed since then. And I, I worked, I worked very hard. Um, so yeah. you know, well, it's and, yeah. And here's the other thing, especially if they're you know, because you're out for the practice, uh, some of the practices, right? You're out there as a practice goalie. Am I correct? So, so yeah. So since COVID, there's been less of that, just because they've been they've been basically keeping a very close eye on personnel who comes in and out of the locker rooms, just mm -hmm. for, uh, just for player safety, which makes, you know, total sense. You've got, you've got one guy over there who's making $10 million a year and you're bringing in a guy yeah. who, who's made like $2,500 in his whole career. Yeah. is going to get him sick, you know? So, yeah. you know, they're, they're probably doing the, doing the right thing there by, uh, by keeping their, their prize guys safe. But yeah, the first, the first three years when I was doing it with the stars, yeah, we were practicing probably a couple, couple times a month, um, mm -hmm. with, with the team and, um, skating with the goalie coach and everything. So, yeah. Well, cause at that point, I mean, they're not, I mean, anybody can just go stand in net, but that's not really getting the guys any better. You know, you can't, and I, I guess I'm going to try and explain this. You might be able to explain it better, but uh, in a humbly way or a humble way, but it's one of those things to where like, they still need good goalies for practice. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, they need to be shown like real, you know, structure as far as your goaltending positioning and everything. If not, it's not, you know, it's just not the same for them. So I'm, I'm assuming that, it's not just the easiest thing to do in the world, especially with how those guys shoot. Um, so it's kind of a two-part question. Take whatever I just said, and you can answer it however you want. But at the same time, is there is there a huge difference in between the shots that you were seeing at the Americans and then the and them from the Stars? Or I mean, because once you're at that level, you're just a really, really good hockey player. Or, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. Um... There's a couple of them with the stars that where where it, you really have to take a step back and go, wow, that's 
that's different than, than anything I've faced before. But for the most part, no, it's generally the same. Where I see like the biggest difference is just their ability to control the puck's movement, like tips in front, mm -hmm. um, redirects, you know, the, the guys that are playing at the NHL level, they've perfected basically every single skill, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, um, and, and, and then something else is the, the guys in the NHL just overall are a little bigger. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, yep. So that was, that was one of the biggest problems I was actually having on, on the night was, you know, I was, I was trying to look over screens and look over people and like, I was, my, I was on my tiptoes and they were all bent over and I still couldn't see over their shoulders. So, yeah. but well, yeah, yeah, no, I would say, I would say 99% it's very similar between like the NHL and, and minor league pro, but then there's just the, the couple little things that you notice and go, wow, that's, that's something new. Well, and, and I've talked about this before, but, uh, you know, if, 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 if there's, let's say two guys that pretty much have the same skill set, you know, same speed, same everything, you're probably always going to take the guy that has the most size. There's just a little bigger or a little, and it's one of those things at the end of the day, if you're ever around, you know, professional athletes, even some of the ones, and I'll be specific to the NHL here, but even the ones that you, you think are like shorter, smaller guys, they're all taller than me, right? You know, it's just yeah. one, of the, it's yeah. one of those to where it's like, oh, there really is just at a point, like you almost have to be able to be this tall to be a professional player. And I know that's uh, painting it with a, a broad uh, brush there, but for the most part, it's, it's all of those guys. You have to kind of average out at a certain point. You either have to be short and really, really, you know, pretty good. But uh, that, that's a good, uh, I never really thought about a lot of that difference being uh, in size between the, uh, you know, uh, ECHL and NHL, but uh, it kind of makes sense. But um, so I'm ready to get into your mind here. You are headed to the rink. I forgot what date it was. I was going to write it down, make this all special, but. What, it's like uh, the 29th or something, right? Yeah, but anyway, yeah. so you're you're headed to the rink to be the e-bug, which you have done however many times before. So it's just, it's a normal day for you. But then when the first goalie goes down, which isn't the first time for that to happen, but after the first goalie goes down, is there any sort of like additional pressure that's added to you at that point? And if so... If it happens before, how does that feeling? Because there's not a lot of people that have been in the situation that you're in, but this isn't the first time. It might have been the first time that you've actually been able to get on the ice, but as far as being there and being prepared to play, that's not your first time to do that. Can you kind of walk me through that? And if a goalie goes down, how do you feel if a goalie goes down? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a strange situation because obviously I'm sitting in the stands um, until that point. So, you know, I mean, when one goalie goes down, there is definitely a shift in tension because, you know, before one goes down, you, you've got, you've got two layers of like cushion, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and then after one goes down, it's like, you're next up. Mm -hmm. So you, you go from enjoying the game to trying to get in kind of like a mindset. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden. Right. Um, and then you have to go fetch your gear. So. Luckily, um, luckily I get, I get to park under the arena, so it's not too bad, but I, I still have to kind of come down uh, and run out and grab my gear and then try and run to the, uh, the locker room, um, and, and get ready pretty quickly there. Um, 
So, you know, you never want to see somebody else get hurt. I mean, that's yeah, just never hard. anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, it all, it always feels like a cool opportunity to, to get to dress. Um, even, even at that point, it still feels like you're, you're a world away from, from actually playing. I mean, I've sat uh, on the bench in the ECHL probably close to a hundred times. And that's like literally your next step, right? And nothing has ever really happened. Yeah. yeah. So for, for two to go down, it almost seems like an impossibility right up until that point where it's not anymore. Yeah. Um, so, but I remember I was just, I was getting changed in the locker room. Um, or not even the locker room. Right? It was basically like a little side media room that they give to me. Um, and it was about halfway through the second and the, the Ducks equipment guy comes in with a jersey and goes, hey, you need to remember his exact words. Yeah, I was probably a little panicked at the time. He said, he said, hey, you need to hurry up. Like, <laughs> I think you're going to, I think you're going to have to go. And, you know, at, at that point, that's terrifying. Right. Like not only is it, not only is it, um, are you going into a stars game, um, playing for the away team, but also it's fan appreciation night. That's what it was. Yeah. 20, 20,000 people there. And it's a must win game for the stars. Um, yeah, it was, you know, the Stars basically had to win that game to get that, that first wild card spot. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there was basically the thought of, you know, they're not going to go easy. <laughs> like they're from, no. like, they're yeah. probably going to come out hard and fast, which they did. I mean, the backs did a great job of blocking shots. Um, you know, they played their hearts out for me and I love, I love all of them. Um, but the stars established a lot of zone time uh-huh. that period. Um, or at least it felt like it from my, from my <laughs> yeah, position. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, um, I, I was just kind of like always in that, that mindset of like, you know, being, being ready, um, coming onto the ice, um, like, sorry, like I was saying in, in the back room there, I was panicking a little bit, like you know, this is, this is crazy. This doesn't feel real. Um, but then when we got to the tunnel and I could see the ice and feel like the cool air, I felt a little bit better. I was like, okay, seems a little bit more familiar. And then when I got on the ice, I felt, I felt pretty okay. Like I felt pretty, pretty calm. Um, you know, the blinders go on and it, it felt like, uh, I felt like, uh, basically any other game of hockey. Um, although Something I will say is I was I was sort of expecting the refs to to allow me to have a couple warm up shots. Oh, like they, like they did with uh, the other two rebugs, I think. Um, oh yeah, I didn't know that they. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that they got. I didn't know they got warm up shots. I just assumed yeah, that everybody. They had came out and the refs blew the whistle and gave them like five parts each just to just to take some warm up shots. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But no, we went we went straight in and. Dropped the puck. So the first puck I saw was was a slap shot from Hints um, <laughs> coming down the wing. So it was it was a, a pretty uh, pretty fast wake up call there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And, and so I I do have to ask this too because 
when you when you're talking about the blinders because and i have never played in anything close to uh you know a, a nhl game by any means but it, i still have played competitive hockey and, and one of the things that i just need to get out there on the ice you know yeah. I, I i'm more nervous before i get on the ice as long as i can move around and i can uh take that because uh, it's almost uh, that nervousness is more of just like an energy it's like my body is preparing me for something that i need to go do but it doesn't really help me you know, until I can step on the that ice. So it's kind of cool that you were talking about the blinders, but at yeah, the end of the that, day, it's that fight or flight, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the next guys had all the exits blocked. So yeah, you were, you were, you were, you were the, yeah, you were the, the, the last person they would have had to have uh, made a, a conference call or uh, asked everybody in the audience if anybody's played yeah. goalie at any uh, professional level. But at that point, though, like you're still you're going back to playing hockey, which is what you know how to do. But at the same time, you know that and I'm sure you know about this now. But as soon as an e-bug uh, comes in, it's it's blasted over everywhere. You know, it's yeah. not just Dallas. It's like the NHL spitting chiclets, uh, all the largest, you know, media types as far as hockey's concerned are all like, For sure. there's an e-bug in. And then there's people that tune into that e-bug game because they never get to see it. So now not only yeah. do you have the eyes of everybody from the stars and all the Anaheim fans, but now all of a sudden everybody's tuning in because there's an e-bug and he's in the net and everybody just wants to watch that. Are you aware of that or no? Um, I mean, it wasn't the first thing on my mind that night. Um, it, it may have been, it was a little crazy. Like the next two days. Yeah. Like I, Oh, I feel bad because I literally spent like the first two days responding to every single like nice message I got. Uh, and I was just trying to be like the nice guy, you know, um, and, and thank everybody for their support. But after I was probably like 48 hours straight of just answering messages, I was like, I, I physically cannot do this anymore. Like, mm -hmm. I, I love all of you, yeah, but I need, I, I need to go back to work. Yeah. I need to like I, I've got to somehow afford rent. Like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I did this for like a forty-eight hour window. There, I was I was trying to get to everybody, yeah. and then and then after that, I unfortunately I think some people slipped through the cracks. And I, well, I, 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 yeah. Well, Tom, Tom, I will say this because we've we've never met each other before. I know that we have a bunch of mutual friends. At least I know that now. But uh, it's one of those things to where. I just really felt like, okay, like I want to reach out to him, but this is crazy. I'm sure so many people are bothering him right around this time. I'll give him a little, I'll, I'll bug him, but then I'll, I'll give him a little bit of time. But it, that's part, part of why I was happy that you were able to uh, uh, come back on the show here. But uh, I do have to say, or I have to ask this, because um, I kind of wanted to talk about after the game. Well, there's a couple different things. But first of all, I thought your uh, post-game interview was just one of the most genuine, and it, it's kind of funny talking to you now. And I can't remember who 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 you were doing it with, but you were just very honest and genuine, and you came off very very well. Um, and I I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about, but it was it was just one of those to where it was just you obviously had stated that yeah I was a little nervous the the this that, but it was just it was almost just like for the everyday man, and not saying you are obviously you're a a uh, very very above average goalie but for the normal person that's what it sounded like because so many times we get these post-game interviews from NHLers and we get the same thing every time 
and it was just really refreshing to just have a like a normal human being that isn't signed to a, a you know million dollar contract just saying hey uh this is how i felt out there uh it, it was just really nice you know well you know i i, I ended up i ended up reaching out to the um I won't say specifically who, but someone very high up in the stars a couple of days after. And I was like, Hey, look, I've just been thinking back. Was I too honest? <laughs> I really hope I didn't say anything to like embarrass anybody. And he was like, no, no, man, we, we like it. We're, we've all been, we've all been having a good time. So, so yeah. um, the stars were really awesome and supportive and with the docs PR guys, you know, for, for Lent. Probably a week I was doing basically every interview request. Yeah. And then I, I just had to be like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do anymore. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm a little, <laughs> well, I, I have quite, I have quite bad, like social anxiety and I suffer, suffer from like just, just general anxiety. And yeah. so like, it, it just got a bit much for just, you know. Mm -hmm. A guy who spends most of his day just making phone calls and filling in spreadsheets. Yeah. And it's like, it you, you never, you, you never, you never did this for the fame in the first place. Anyway. Right. <laughs> it was just, a, it, was, like, yeah. it was, it was a shark to the system where I didn't have any time to prepare. And so I just had to be like, Hey guys, like if, if it's okay with you and it's not going to upset anybody in the organization. Would it be okay if I didn't, I didn't do any anymore? Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be on good morning LA. And like, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Um, so, but no, I, every, every interview, uh, and to be fair, good morning LA never reached out to me. Using that as I don't even know if good morning LA is a real thing. I mean, maybe it is, but it was just, um, just coming up with uh, a show, but oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, honestly, the, um, everything after was, was more stressful to me than, than the game. Like the game, I was like, it's a hockey game. I've played hockey games before, but I've never been, I've never been on like national TV before. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was a shock to the system for sure. So. Yeah. Well, I, I just think it was overall, it was, it was a really good, it's everybody likes to see it happen. And I think everybody likes to see it happen to good people. And, you know, we have, we haven't met, even though we both live in the Dallas forward area, we haven't met yet, but I, I do know people that know you, uh, I feel like pretty well. And they've all said just how good of a, a person you are. It, it's just, it's funny to me because there's so many people in your situation that would have taken this, you know, this little fame or whatever, and they would have made t-shirts and sold them and started yeah, you know i've i've bought a couple t-shirts for myself oh you could have made them yeah there's some, my, there's some merch uh, on the uh the the docs website and I, I bought myself a couple of those i was like how often how often do you do you get the opportunity to do something like this so um you know i you know i i loved every second of it but i i'm also happy to go back to just being a color normal yeah, and insurance agent, you know what I mean? Like it's it's been a it's been a whirlwind, a whirlwind. Um, and you know those those guys are tough. I don't know. I don't know how they deal with it every day, man. Like yeah, they they've got they've, they've got some good head on their shoulders, and you know the stars are very lucky to have such an amazing young man as uh, Jake Odinger, uh yeah. in their system, who just just seems to be the most down to earth, like 
incredibly calm um, guy I've ever met. I, well, what is he like? Twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, yeah, he's in his yeah early twenties. I would have guessed twenty three or twenty four. Uh, yeah, he just yeah he just he just recently had uh, I guess you'd call it not the exit interview, but it's kind of the interview where you go up in front of the media and they're talking to him. But just the way that he was talking is just he's a hockey player. Like he's, first he's, first and foremost, he is a hockey player, and it's almost like they were trying to set him up with all these questions. He's like, look. I'm trying to play goalie. I'm trying to play for the stars. I'm trying to like, I don't know what else you want from me. Like, it's just, um, but there's something to that genuine nature that people can just tell. And I'm not saying goalies are, are more genuine than anybody else, but um, there was just kind of something that kind of both you guys had in your uh, little interviews there. But uh, I think that you, you have to be a little bit humble to be a goalie. And maybe that's what kind of came off a little bit. I, I think, I think the, at the end of the day, you know, I don't think I was always like this. I think when I was probably in my, my mid teens, you know, I was probably pretty grouchy <laughs> getting scored on. And, but I, I think at the end of the day, you just sort of, you know, it's, it's, you come to the conclusion that it is a game, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, an amazing game and a game that I love with all my heart, but it, it's, it's just a game and you, you can't take yourself too seriously. You know, just have just have fun, and the rest will come. I mean, I'm from from the students that I teach, I find the ones that enjoy it the most are the ones that progress the most. Yep. You know, it's very it's very hard to 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 not like something and be, be become good at it. <laughs> you know, it's very hard. Yes, uh, it's, it's very um, So yeah, I, I mean, I just I just try not to take myself too seriously and, and just have a good time with it. And, well, I think, I think, I think you've done a, done a great job. And, um, um, I just, at the end of the day, it, it's one of those things where you were put it, you were put in a position to where, and I think this is where you kind of underestimate yourself a little bit here. I know that we're all hockey players, but you know, there are, there are moments to where people are in over their head, even though they are prepared just because they are not mentally uh, prepared. They might physically be prepared. You were obviously sure. a good goalie, but it's one sure. of those situations to where until that time comes where somebody says, Hey, like you're going out, you don't really know if you're prepared. You don't know if you're prepared until you have to be. And it seems like you were. And I think that that's what you should, you know, take, uh, that, that, that should, that should make you feel good is that you were ready when the time came. I'm sure, I'm sure it was mentioned on one of my interviews, this is one of the things I asked. I was like, I hope this didn't embarrass anybody, but, um, I had, uh, I had not been able to get on the ice in a couple months. So normally I skate like two, three, four times a week. Um, but the, the NHL game was my first time on the ice in like three months. Oh my so, God. Oh, so, so there was, there was that too, like playing in the back of my mind is like, Man, you really, you really should have made it. Made more of an effort to get out there, man. Like you, you needed to, you needed to be hitting people up and chasing people down to get on the ice. Well, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Tom, well, I thought, I, I thought you looked great. I mean, for being, for being thrown into that situation, uh, I, I just, I, I think you, you did everything you needed to. Stars got the win. Yeah, you know. I did, yeah. <laughs> Which I I gotta, yeah. So I got this winter from a, a young man and. He he lives somewhere somewhere relatively locally, like one of those cities out maybe Rockwall or something. And uh, the the ledger was all very nice and very complimentary. But then there was a line in it. He goes, 
what was it like getting to play your first game in the NHL and and helping the Stars win? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I wasn't trying. I was like, I moved in back. I was like, man, I really appreciate your ladder and thank you for all your support. Yeah. Helping the stars win was not was not <laughs> my intention. But yeah. believe me, I wanted to win that game more than I wanted anything in my whole life. Yeah. So you know, I thought it was I thought it was very funny. Um, but yeah. you know, I would say I would say ninety nine percent of people that I've seen have been have been very supportive and very nice, which is which is just amazing. Um, I couldn't couldn't have asked for anything more. All right. Well, hey, well, Tom, um, you know, I was a fan of you before I met you just because of everything you've done. But now I'm an even bigger fan because you're just uh, you're just a nice young man here. And um, I just I appreciate everything you've done. But the episode isn't over. You have one more part. And this is the part okay. that I'm supposed to shock and surprise you. So everything before has been uh, open format, no rules. This is the point where there's rules and you have to pay attention to instructions. This is where it gets really stressful. All right, man. Are you ready for this? This is ready. ready. Okay, so you have to do something. It's called the shout out. Uh, you okay. essentially just have to say anything, and it has to be positive. Um, some people, and it doesn't have to just be one, but some people do their uh, friends and family. Uh, some people have like maybe a, a coaching mantra or like a personal uh, thing that they wish for. Um, but it could be anything. Um, I've even said, and this doesn't happen really ever, it could be a sound. Uh, it doesn't even have to be words. But it, has to, it has to be. So hopefully that makes you a little less stressed. Uh, but at the, at the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it just has to be something uh, vocal and it just has to be uh, positive. Do you think that uh, do you think you can do your, your shout out? Yeah, absolutely. I think I've got a good one here. Okay. You know, I did the I did the water hockey podcast a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, and they asked me for the three people who had had the most impact on my hockey career. And, you know, I, I kind of did it off the cuff, but there's, there's been, um, there's, you know, there's one person that I, I, I didn't mention who I think deserves a shout out here. So I'm going to, I'm going to say thank you to, uh, my youth coach, coach Johnson, who, who took a risk on me one year when I wasn't playing my best hockey at all. But he, he took me anyway, just because I, I don't know, loyalty, maybe, mm -hmm. um, he took a risk on me and, you know, I, I can never repay that, that, um, that gratitude that I have, you know, if, if I'd been cut from that team, I, I there's a chance I may never have picked up a hockey stick again. So the, the, the fact that he took me when I was, when I was really struggling um just means the world to me and i can't thank him enough yeah well uh i'm glad that we uh allowed a little bit more time to think about uh who could have been missed but uh i hope that uh i hope that he understands that uh it, i feel like because it, it happens all the time when uh, sometimes we have somebody on the show and then afterwards they're like oh i totally forgot to mention somebody it's like it's okay like maybe but maybe just reach out to him and you know if, <laughs> if, if 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 you thought about them in this moment that just means that you know maybe just reach out and uh you know say nice things to him but we were able to record you saying it and then you can obviously tell him and then here's the tricky part for us is that then he, maybe he listens to the podcast so 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly bit of time. I'm gonna yeah, send there you go. make yeah. sure he listens to it. But you know, there's been there's been so many people in my life that have had just a huge impact on me. You know, whether whether it be my parents or coaches, you know, Kelly Clymer mm-hmm. it, it was an awesome influence in my hockey career too. So, you know, just to just to have this incredible level of support from so many people just is just so amazing. All right. Well, hey, I think that's a fantastic shout out. Uh, I think it's been a fantastic episode. Uh, but here's the deal is you're not the only one that has to do the shout out. I have to come up with a new shout out every week. OK, so now I'm going to now I'm going to do my shout outs. Um, and I think that this is a good time. And I try not to plan these because I feel like it's not fair that I throw these at the guests. But then, like, I have something prepared or planned. But I think mine is going to be for goalies. I'm doing, I'm just going to do goalies. My shout out is, is, is for goalies in general, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, we need goalies. And I know that some people like to joke around that they're a little weird and that they're, you know, and this is all of them. This is not. You have to be a little bit off just arrow. But at the end of the day, uh, these are the people that. Uh, if you if you skate drop in hockey and you don't have goalie show up to it, guess what? That never ends up happening. Uh, if you have a practice and your goalie doesn't show up, he's the only one. But if he doesn't show up, it affects the entire team. There's so many uh, ways you can only have you know a couple goalies on each team, maybe an e bug every once in a while. But at the at the end of the days, the responsibilities that these goalies feel is sometimes just uh, it, it can be a whole lot, and that's why they have to be mentally strong just like our guest here uh tom who once he got on the ice was just fine he just didn't like some of the having to do the interviews afterwards but i think that there is something to um just just goalies and i think that uh like i said even though they're a little weird my shout out is for them and without them this game could not continue uh but anyway so my shout outs for goalies are you okay with that tom yeah, absolutely. I think we all appreciate it. <laughs> to be fair, I liked doing the interviews. It was just, it was just too so many. much. It was like I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't like find the time to do, yeah. to do everything, you know. And so I, I would feel bad just like picking and choosing who to do and who yeah. not to do. So it was just, I think it was just better for me to say, you know, I'm done in first channel. I'm gonna go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, well, Tom. Um, you're in the DFW area. I'm in the DFW area. I'm hoping at some point uh, we can get together. I like to uh, kind of make new episodes if we ever need to kind of chat about things. I bring old guests on. Uh, it'd be really cool if you could come on to those, uh, one of those at one point. But I really want to like seriously say thank you so much, uh, even after so many people tried to get a hold of you. Um, there was like a small chance I wasn't really even going to reach out just because I thought, man, this guy's going to be so busy. Like, I just... I, I would feel so bad. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was like, ah, never mind. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and <laughs> but It's worth the shot, right? Yeah, it's worth the shot. Like, I was going to, whatever. But uh, I, it, it really does mean a lot uh, that you were able to come on the show. And um, uh, I just, I wish you the best with uh, whatever you have moving forward. I'd like to say that I want to see you play in the NHL again. That does mean a couple of people have to get injured, which is nothing I ever uh, wish for. But uh, at the end of the day, um, I don't know. I kind of hope you get another shot out there, Tom. I appreciate that. I I appreciate the opportunity to come on here, man. I uh, thank you for having me, and uh, I'm hoping to maybe do a little bit of volunteering with the uh, the Stars summer camps this year. So maybe maybe I'll see you out in Mansfield. 
Hey, uh, Mansfield needs uh, goalie coaches. If if there's one thing, <laughs> really, and I, I'm being serious. Mansfield, a long way from Mansfield. Wait, 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 need goalie, we need goalie coaches. Yeah, it was it was worth a shot. Just like you getting on the uh, episode. It's just worth it's worth it's just it's just worth slinging it out there. But uh, anyway, uh, so if you don't mind holding on, Tom, I only have one more thing. I have to tell everybody how to get a hold of us and how to listen to these episodes. Uh, you can check us out on faceoffspotpodcast.com. I'll say that one more time. It's faceoffspotpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Uh, we got a Facebook. Uh, we got an Instagram. Uh, we got all those things. Those are all places that you can check us out. Um, and we do have episodes every Thursday. So if you like this one, please subscribe and you can continue to listen every Thursday. And I'll say one more time, uh, Tom, Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I hope that we can meet in person because you've uh, you've just been so awesome. So I hope we get to meet sometime. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Adam. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks, Tom. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Yep. Bye.